up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Welcome to Mama Stay. We are officially past Gratitude Day gluttony. We are all the way in December, and we are racing at a very fast pace towards 2023, which is just mind-blowing to me. I feel like these years are just rolling by, and we've really got to be intentional in our every single move to make sure we are grabbing and getting all the juice out of the time that we are living in this life, out of the time that we are trying to make our dreams come true. One of my friends that is going to come on the pod today, I love women that bring collective together for a common purpose. And this woman is not only accomplished in her career, but she spends a lot of her time giving back as well. She is the Senior Director of Community Affairs for AEG. Yeah, they're the ones that do Coachella. They've got the Sparks. They've got soccer. They have so many events under their umbrella. They are now called Crypto, the Crypto Stadium. She has been at that job for 19 years. I mean, I've never had a title like that in my life. I have so much respect for you women and you moms that are in the corporate world and hold it down. She's been there for 19 years, just glowing. Not only is our sis representing and holding it down and doing such a beautiful job, her resume and her LinkedIn is crazy of all the awards she's received for just always leaning back on community. It's serving the greater good over at the stadiums and for all the award shows and all the events that they throw. But it's also reminding themselves that they are only as good as the amount of people that they serve. And I adore her for that. She not only has that job, but she's also married to four-time Olympic track and field medalist Steve Lewis, and they've got two daughters. So I'm just in awe of what she's doing. I love that she turns the spotlight back on other women and all the incredible deeds that they do. And she has created this really cool event called Women and Entertainment Luncheon. It started in 2014. And when I tell you these tickets sell out with a quickness, it is real. Women really love to be in community. And anytime we have the chance to celebrate one another, I'm there. If my calendar is empty, sometimes I got to make it empty. I'm going to be there because we really do learn from each other, lean on each other and support each other in a way that nobody else can. We know what we go through, especially women in the corporate industries. I feel so blessed that one year, I think it was 2018, I was honored by women in entertainment. 
And last year, even Dean Nice was honored. Yes, he's not a woman, but he has absolutely left his mark on not only entertainment, but our hearts in a time where his entertainment was everything that we needed and we deserved. So thank you, Tamala Lewis. I'm so excited to bring you on. Now, I'm going to admit this audio is tricky, and I really, really am going to keep my fingers crossed that my dope producing team at Ginny Media can work a miracle because... Unfortunately, you know, I come from TV, guys. You know, I'm used to like sitting in a makeup chair, getting my makeup done. Somebody puts a microphone on me. They deal with the tech stuff over there and I get to just do my thing. But this this was a shot when my skills weren't uh, the best that they could be. Nope, they were not. I was still learning how to be my own camera person, lighting person, grip, craft service, makeup, all of that. So I admit that. And the reason why I'm releasing it this week is because this year's Women in Entertainment Luncheon is Friday. So when this gets released, it will be like three days after this year's gala luncheon extravaganza. It's the community coming together to celebrate women. Thank you so much, Tamala, for all that you've done to put a spotlight on women in corporate entertainment America who are getting their flowers, in some cases overdue and well-earned flowers. Like this year's inspiration honoree, it's Miss Deborah Lee. You know her as the chairman and former CEO of the BET Network. So we're really excited to see what she has to say. Mama has done it. She is such an absolute inspiration and such a success story. So that's going to be an incredible event. Let's get right into it. I want to introduce you to your new favorite corporate mamacita, my girl, Tamala Lewis. Hi, mama. Hello, my sister from another mister. I love you so much. (laughs) I love you so much. And it's been so long. I know, my friend. It's been too long. We got to do this in-person thing now. We really do. But I feel like you haven't stopped at all. No. I feel like th- there was this thing called a pandemic that happened. Right. And you were like, say what? Say who? I'm just going to keep on rolling through. Job yeah. never stopped. You didn't work from home. Did you ever work from home? We did briefly. It's crazy because we had our big opening day on uh, March the 14th. 2020, 30,000 people in the building. And we got an email that night and it was pretty much shut down that Monday. Okay, back up. So I do still work for AEG. AEG owns all of it. This um, crypto.com arena. And then I work in the one of our venues with our team Galaxy at the Disney Hill Sports Park Stadium. So Disney Hill Sports Park we're the home of the LA Galaxy, which is also owned by AEG. Um, and then we have the LA Kings. We have over 200 and something stadiums all over the world and teams. And we are the owners and creators of festivals like Coachella and Stagecoach, New Orleans Jazz Festival. So we are gearing up. I will be at Coachella in April. It's a big, big, crazy place. And we never, we, we stopped, you know, as entertainment and sports stopped, but we actually kept going because we kept giving back to the community 
our inside of our building shut down, but our parking lot that kept moving. Here we did over 20,000 vaccines. We did over 10,000 food giveaways. We actually, I partnered with Mattel and we worked it out to where we would have people pull up and we would pop their trunks and fill them with toys for their kids that we gave away during Christmas time. Had a whole Mattel section, had a whole Barbie section, and we just kind of just kept going. I mean, even though we were shut down inside, we kept functioning and kept going, but it was therapy for all of us. You know, it was it was therapy for us because we were literally shut down with no audience for a very long time. It's very interesting the place that arts and entertainment has that they developed over the pandemic, really. It was sort of a connection to our spirits again. It was it was the D-nices and all these things that sort of bloomed on social media, but as well, the Coachellas and the festivals and the sporting events, it helped us get back to, oh yeah, right, 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 right. There's a little bit of normalcy. That normalcy is fantastic. It's everything. It boosts us. It makes us feel good in a time when very little was doing that. Well, here's the thing. You and I know each other from the golden era, darling. (laughs) Yes. Where everything began. Yes. What every culture is obsessed with. We were in the midst of the OG days of hip hop and R&B. I would love for our audience to know where you started and a little bit about your journey to what running things at crypto and running it at AEG and connecting with the entertainment and the artist and how that journey really worked. It's not a journey that necessarily is obvious. My journey is, is, was very different when, you know, I came. My person who talked to me in the company in LA was Rosie Perez. So Rosie and I were very good friends. Rosie was not only a friend, she was, we were roommates. She was, ended up being my, our manager as a recording artist. I, I was happy to work with her this weekend while she was here on a couple of things. And she was a reason I came. She was the reason why I got here. So my parents, my dad was in the music industry. He did concerts and he managed a lot of artists like Ohio Players and Play, all those people from back in the day. So I grew up, my brother and I, around that. And then when I came here after school, I then came here and my dad said, you know, you're coming here, you're signing the contract, but you have a degree, you got a plan B. When I got here, it's funny because when I, while I was recording, I was dancing on the side, but when we would fly to different places, I couldn't, like when we had to be in Dallas, with Dallas in Atlanta, three months at a time, or New York has but when I would come back to L.A., I would go back to dancing. And Rosie was doing fly girls at that time. And this is my roommate. The whole thing. And then I, I started doing some dance. I did dance with Guy. I danced with Ralph Transman and Bobby and, you know, all of these folks. And so I was doing these five gigs of dancing, but I was recording. I was doing that. And then once the entertainment industry, as we all know, especially when you're recording artists, you sign to a deal, it doesn't always work out. And that is where that knowledge of my parents and all that came in. And I started doing celebrity events. Like someone asked me to do an event for them. And I started doing those events and it just led from one thing to another. Then I started doing, I don't know if you remember Super Jam, the Beat Soccer Jam, the way they used to have this huge fashion show with all the celebrities and the artists. I started producing those. 
And it just led to one thing after another, which ultimately led me down this road to come work with AEG. And it's amazing because I'm in still sports and entertainment, but at the same time, my job requires me to give back, which is a big part of me growing up. I was one of those kids that my brother and I were blessed to have the life that we have as an African-American family, but my parents made sure we knew what we had and we made sure we went back and they made sure we had that balance. I said, so in December at the Women in Entertainment Awards, we honored D-Night. And I was like, you know, for everything he's got us through and kept us dancing through. And it's funny because while we were up there, you know, I go way back, I dance for him. And literally, so when I'm going up to give us a award, he's like, I think she needs to dance for us right now. He like calls me out and I'm like, that happened to my brother. That happened. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so mad. I missed it. Like you said, just evolved. And all of these people that came through that generation have just become these unbelievable forces. And it comes from that era, from who we are and how hard we work. Yes. And how much we put out there on the table. And it's just a different mindset that we had during that time, which is why everyone has become so powerful now, is because of everything that we had that we dealt with and how we, I mean, it, it, like a, we were hustling. <laughs> Facts. I mean, it's just true when you hear D Nice's story or, or even Josie Harris's story. Yes, <laughs> Josie. Yes. It's like we actually, we worked for ours. We worked for ours. Those 27, 28 hour videos. <laughs> you know, we literally worked for ours. And that was nothing. I love, I love the long shoots. I revel in that, which is why I was able to take that into entertainment television. Cause I was like, what I work every day. Oh, award shows are 25 hours long. Cool. Let's go. Let's go. I got this. Right. Um, right. But that comes from the culture that we grew into. And that's why we are able to keep it going today, you know, and and that is why a lot of those artists can still fill stands and fill concerts and arenas today. I got to tell you, our generation is forever young. We look look good. We feel, I mean, it's a new generation of fat. I mean, these young kids don't know, don't have anything on us. I mean, I just, sorry. Have, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have no clue because it's like the, the hustle and the working hard and knowing that things take time. It didn't happen for us overnight. We all had to work for everything that we got. And that is where and now their mindset is like, okay, this needs to happen overnight. This needs to, it doesn't happen that way. It really doesn't. If you want longevity, you definitely don't want it to happen that way. So here's my question about the younger generation, because you literally, it's very organic. You started creating these events in entertainment, events, live events. And then somebody's like, that person tells another person, tells another person, you're amazing. And now you have this job where you have lots of people under you. You're moving lots of pegs here and there. You've got money you're dealing with. You're giving back to the community but you also have children. This job is very demanding and you love it. So I know it's not like work, work. It's great. It's that good work that feels like such a blessing to go to every day. But how do you carve out that space, not only for your husband, but for your daughter to instill this kind of work hard 
find something you're passionate in, to instill the 90s thing that we used to rock with? How do you do it? It's funny. It's the young people today, you know, my, I have a 15-year-old daughter, and then I have an older bonus daughter that, that's my heart as well. And, I, and my high school daughter, you know, she missed her freshman year as 2020 came in play. So that whole freshman high school maturity, all of that that comes along with it was missed. And I will say that with, with the job that I do, I'm lucky enough to integrate my family into events. All of those events where I was, we were doing vaccines and we were giving out food and we were feeding the homeless and abused. When we do all of those Thanksgiving events, all of those events, they, those girls have been on the line since they were four or five years old serving. It's like they are there when I, when she was before the toys, she was putting toys in trucks. You know, it was literally, it's one of those things where I make sure that I involve her with as much as possible. When I'm loading in for an event, if she does not have school, she's coming with me and she's going to help load in that event. Yes. Yeah. And so I literally bring her into the loop and everything. And the same with my husband. He has to do a lot of these programs as well. So he's been, you know, especially now that we're leading up to LA 2028. There's a lot of programs. There's a lot of things. Every time there's an Olympic, you know, they have their gold medal programs and all of that stuff that he has to be involved in. So a lot of things we kind of work together on and I kind of do things with him as well. And so that is why we're able to keep it going. But we also, he's on the line serving. He's on the line giving out. You know, it's like when I have work to do, make sure they're involved as much as I could possibly have them involved. You got to give back too. So I want to get into some of these mommy questions for you because I know you are just a fountain of wisdom. A, a beautiful life lived has the most incredible gems to drop. And I'm always just so inspired by my sisters who just rock the world with their authenticity. Basically, you remind me of somebody who just surrendered into the flow. You didn't have any of these hard and fast rules about life. You may have. It doesn't feel like it from outside. You just sort of was like, I'm a singer. Okay, that naturally brought me here. And that's such powerful lessons for our youth and our daughters and our children, period, is that it's nice to have a goal, but you never know where God is going to take you. You never know where your your path is going to be. It's all a learning experience. You just kind of learn how to shift. You know, you got to learn how to shift and everything's not going to go the way you want it to go. So you've got to be able to shift gears. And it takes a lot. And that's where that 90s of us come out of. We're able to shift gears. Listening to you talk about your husband and how you guys are like-minded and your partners in life and how you really have this contract to raise your daughter in the most eloquent and purposeful way, like that is just a commercial for finding your soulmate. As a single mom, it's just so amazing that people find their lobster. I think that's a term from a movie, but you find that person that you're supposed to create a life with and then raise a life with this like contract of sameness or complementary sort of energies. And that's just, it's so beautiful to hear about. So I, I say thank you and thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you're very, very welcome. And 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 it, trust me, it's not easy. We were both doing our own things for a long time before we came together at that point. It's not, the relationship thing is, is not easy and it doesn't come like 
like clockwork, like things don't just fall into place. The, the puzzle pieces don't fall into place. You literally have to take a moment to figure out where things are going to fit and how things are going to work. It's not easy, but we literally figured out to how to make it work. And we figured out, you know, he was at that time, he was in and I was doing my thing and we just worked, it, worked our way back. But it's a journey. That was a journey in itself. And we finally made it to a point where we literally was like, let's do this. If he was in the Olympics, remind me what he did. He's a, a four-time Olympic medalist. He has three golds and one silver, Steve Lewis. And literally his first gold medals, he was only 19 at UCLA. He was a freshman when he went to his first Olympics. For many, many years, maybe even to the day, he's one of the youngest that actually had won gold in the Olympics. So he actually went to two Olympics and then he won two medals at the last one. And then... We were brought together by a mutual friend at a, at a party for, for her, and we were introduced there. And at that time, we were still doing our own things. And it, it took us a minute to find our way back to each other, but it literally, we were just, you know, Dwayne, he was still running, and I was still singing, and I was traveling, I was dancing. It was like a lot going on, but we ended, we ended up bringing it back home. And then we got married, and there we are. <laughs> I love that story. And when you see your daughter, you have two daughters, but one between you two. It's amazing because when I look at my daughter, I'm like, oh, there's her father. There I am there. You can identify the people in your lineage, right? So where is she aligned most like you just organically? She is mama's girl. She's very artsy. She is very much into acting she wants to direct and produce she she's very entertainment driven that is her thing she watches you constantly <laughs> oh i hope she does oh i, I may cuss girl i'm sorry <laughs> i love your daughter <laughs> every once in a while i do drop an f-bomb yeah, I, yeah, that is okay you know she can worse than that in school girl <laughs> that's true i forgot 15 that's right <laughs> They're not safe. They're not safe. Like <laughs> Exactly. I walk campus and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Very much like me in that aspect. Totally, totally like me. She's actually working. My brother uh, worked on, produced a lot. He worked with John Legend and some other folks. And he's actually working with her to produce. She like wants to work on a song, you know. She has her own store. She has her Redbubble store. So she creates bags and she created him out of creating this for these masks for during COVID. And now she has this whole store that she does red bubble and the proceeds go back to helping kids in need. So she literally she part in Black Girls Lee. She got picked for that when her was fun and she's done a lot of that. Mom and dad. Mom, mom and dad. Exactly. That's exactly. brilliant. Keens are amazing. I'm always sort of blown away by how they just slide down to the next generation. Yes. And what has been the biggest challenge raising a daughter in today's world? The biggest challenge is that I honestly say after 2020, it has been the biggest challenge for her because the whole anxiety and the whole press of going to school, I hate to say it, but kids are mean. (laughs) They are seriously in a different dynamic. And coming out of 2020 and sitting in front of class with their cameras off or their hoods on, or now coming back to have to be in social and then 
it was okay for a while, but even the changes that they've had to go through with now removing their mask because they were hidden for so long. And that whole social dynamic, okay, now I have to be fully seen. The part that moms understand, but maybe if you don't have a child, you may not understand that when your kids are experiencing trauma outside of them, whether it be somebody else's trauma or not, the energy of it still impacts them on a very deep level. And then they bring it home. And then that infiltrates the home itself. The questions, the energy, the whys, how do I fit into this when that has been shifted? It always keeps us on our toes. There's never any autopilot in parenting. There's never, well, she's good yesterday. Therefore today should be easy. No, (laughs) no. No, No. and that's the case. And then I always would tell her, you know, it seemed like it got really, really bad through 2020. And really, because then we were not only dealing with COVID, we were dealing with George Ford's murder. We were dealing with that man that was in the White House. There was, you it was like everything. And you don't know what dynamic is happening in his home and what they're going home to. And they're at home all day now. They don't have an outlet to go to school. They're at home and dealing with this and hearing this all day long. And then all of a sudden, it's back to face-to-face communication. So we had this. In My daughter was only five. And then the year after, when she turned six, was they're sitting in their homes. They're on Zoom. And there was a presidential election. And all the talk, like one kid was like, oh, we hate Biden, like crazy stuff. And you're like, whoa, whoa, (laughs) that's weird. That's uncomfortable. I I, I never thought about the narratives that other children are hearing in their homes, how that can be blurted over Zoom, how they can be on the playground and kids could be talking about one person being better than the other. And you're like, wow, thank God my daughter's only six. But if you're teenage years and you're about to vote, that very much can not manipulate, but it can condition your mindset. And our parents condition us anyway. That's full stop. That's what it is. They do. Yes, absolutely. We are in charge. That's that's why the, the gravity is so heavy of how you impress upon your kids lasts a lifetime. Yes. I mean, because my daughter was saying in some of the class discussions that they were having, there was almost arguments between the kids. Do you ever in our lifetime ever remember us arguing like that over politics at that age? No, because we were numbed into ignorance at the time. It wasn't about, it worked for the politicians because they, the kids were like, that's lame. Well, they made all these laws. That, that really right, not exactly. Great exactly. We, with social media, hallelujah, good and bad. We get to hear every little thing that's happening. We're looking, we're paying attention. Hello, you can't be, you can't get away with the shenanigans anymore. But the other side of it is, I'm sure your daughter at 15 has a cell phone and people can get in touch with her and text her and bully her if they choose or say she gets exposed to maybe too much at 15. Yes. And seeing all of the comments that come off on social with some of her friends and her friends posting and then all of the, the back and forth that goes on because her friends posted a picture of a bumper stick. You know what I mean? Like one of those, it's just, it was overwhelming. In 
What a joy. I just, she's just the bomb. I mean, who else has been roommates with Rosie Perez? I, I mean, who? <laughs> she was right there when I was in my dance career. She went through singing. And I think the greatest lesson is, is about shifts. It is about moving from one goal to another, even when you least expect it. It's having a set goal, but then being open and free enough to go, oh, if the universe is pulling me here, I gotta go. And she's such a testament to that. As someone who really could have gone in any direction. Sometimes God has other plans and our job is to comply. So thank you, Tamala. I love you dearly. I'm sure that the event is bomb. I can't wait to report to the Mama's Day mamas out there how the event was this year. And maybe I can get Miss Deborah Lee on. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, y'all. Also, I'm going to add to that. I'm also a booker now. Like, who knew? Who knew? I have even more respect for all the people who are on teams on all the television shows I've worked on. I am honored to be here with you. Thank you for hanging out with us. Always DM me. I've got some really cool shows coming up and even men. I keep saying that, but they're coming. Also, I've got an event that's going down on January 1st. I'm getting all the pieces together, but I want moms to have that day. I know there's football on and all these things, but if we can carve out some time on January 1st to honor ourselves and set off the year on the right note, let's do it. I will see you guys soon. As always, thank you, Jenny Media, for always, what? Having my back. I appreciate you guys so much. Have a great one, guys. Here we go. Make these last weeks of 2022 right. And the only way we can do that is to make sure we carve out our time, to make sure that our tank isn't isn't empty, and to make sure that we do everything with love. Because honey, these kids will test you gangsta. We all know that. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift, and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah, and mama stay.